0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode, what is it, number eight? Yeah, episode number eight of the False Nine podcast with me, George, and with my here companion, Paul. Um, we're very excited to, to start this episode off because it is the last episode of the Euros, unfortunately. And I guess fortunately, we, we lived through a lot, Paul. We went through a lot. Yep. So, in this episode, just to go over a little bit what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the final, everything about the final, everything that happened. Then we're going to review our predictions that we made way p- back in, our, what is it, like maybe our third or second episode? Well, f- what do you mean, over our predictions? Our predictions of the players. So yeah, second player. episode. Yeah, so second episode, we're going to review everything that we talked about that. Then we're going to talk about... Our final awards. So, maybe, so not maybe. So, our team of the tournament, our player of the tournament, dark, uh, not Dark Horse, because, so like, sorry, top goal, top assist, top manager, top everything like that. So, and our team of the tournament. So, basically, it's going to be a very full episode. A lot of talking points and everything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to start off? We can. So we're gonna start off with the final. So, okay. Uh, first of all, before we get into anything, we um uh, we just want to point out that over here at False Nine, we are we condemn racism. It is not something we support. We're totally against it. Honestly, disgusting. The 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 hate and racism these players have been receiving after the final. And mm-hmm. It truly disgusts us, and it's something we condemn, um, and we never want to see any player go through it. So we're so probably not hearing this, but if somehow this reaches them, we're we, we are praying for you. We have, we're have, we sending our strengths and lots of love to you guys.
0: Yeah, we support you guys.
1: And hopefully you guys can get um, through this one. and just realize that these people aren't worth your time. Yeah. But yeah, let's get to it. So, the final was, I think the first 90 minutes was a bit underwhelming. Yeah, 100%. It. Uh, it, it wasn't the most exciting game of the tournament at all. There's been a lot more exciting tournament uh, mm-hmm. games, I mean. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, not that many goals. The Southgate's formation, actually, let me pull that up for a second. Southgate's formation honestly surprised me a bit. Um, we saw... Three, we saw two right backs in there. We saw Kyle Walker and Trippier. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them both in there, that honestly surprised me a bit, but it worked out. Um, mm-hmm. all right, let me pull up the formation so I can read it off to you guys. So, okay, so they played, they played, um, a, a three, four, uh, three basically three full backs, two midfield, uh, no, wait, three, three center backs, two mm-hmm. midfielders. Uh, two fullbacks, wingers, uh, two wingers, and a striker, with Trippier at um at the striker. Bro, what we saw a lot of times was a uh, Trippier play almost as a right winger, and mm-hmm. then Kyle Walker move into a right back role with simply Maguire and Stones in the back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And well, um, you know, it, it worked out for England at the beginning. It seemed we saw Trippier get deep and then send a ball to Shaw. uh, where the two fullbacks connected, and saw put the ball in the net for the lead. But after that, after a while, after around the first 30 minutes or so, we just saw Italy completely dominate the game.
0: Yeah, completely.
1: Yeah, and as of that moment, it wasn't looking good for England. What do you think?
0: No, yeah, I agree completely. Um, Southgate's formation, I would say it surprised me, but when Southgate plays an important game or a game... That he knows is gonna be really close. I feel like he always wants to go a little bit safe. So that's why maybe he went with five defenders. And mm-hmm. like here here's where where I can't blame him. As a coach, I, I would probably do the same thing, especially versus a team that is known to score, you know, a lot of goals, um, penetrate back defenses. So we I, I guess he just wants to be a little bit more careful. Mm-hmm. And feel a little bit more, I guess, composed when attacking and when defending. Because if you have a back four, maybe you feel a little bit more anxious defending. Or maybe if you, you know, have more players attacking instead of defending in a final, I guess you don't want to risk it. So a lot of times we would see Mason Mount, you know, come into the middle, come into into sides, into Pockets of space. He was more of a free roam player, but he would find those spaces where it would really affect. And then we obviously saw Harry Kane drop a little bit, especially in that in that Luke Shaw goal. He dropped. He made a beautiful pass to Trippier, and obviously with that five pack, you have more freedom as a fullback to go up. And that's exactly why Trippier and Luke Shaw, you know, they basically scored that goal.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. Um, Wait, oh, no, sorry. keep
0: going. Not that you're I thought oh. you were gonna, gonna stop. <laughs> um, going, no, I I was gonna stop, but then I I was gonna oh. say I, I I wanted to say something something very 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 quickly. Um, first first we we wanna congratulate any Italian that's hearing this, any person that has Italian descent, no, anything Italian. like that. <laughs> um, we we What's to call We obviously wanted to, wanted England to win it's quite clear we're not going to say that we want Italy to win it was quite clear that we wanted England to win but if any Vene- Venezuelan. A Venezuelan with Italian descent or anything like that or even if you just want for, for Italy or anything like that we want to congratulate you guys you guys showed throughout this whole tournament that you guys put a, up a lot of strength through hard times and you guys just showed what you guys are made of. And yeah, we just want to congratulate you
1: guys. Yeah, um, okay, so I wanna talk about Southgate. And this team and so I've been an openly uh criticizer of Southgate. Uh a lot of people also as well have been criticizing him throughout the tournament. But after this mm-hmm. finals run after this finals run they've been uh kind of giving props to him. But I don't think he deserves that. You know, England had relatively a pretty easy um, way to the final. Only mm-hmm. really, only really facing even in the group, only really facing one team throughout the way that could really challenge for uh, the tournament, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, so they only really faced one tough opponent. Uh, even against Denmark, people argue they didn't. That wasn't even deserved. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, with the controversy going, it could have gone either way in the So that's one thing. Secondly. The games that England won were just so unconvincing that mm. I just really can't give him like your props to Southgate. Like majority of the games ended one by a one goal difference. And I feel like the only convincing game was probably probably Germany. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, that was really the only game that I saw England truly show more of what they're made of. The mm. rest of the games were, were really just disappointing. Um, this game, uh, I was surprised with Trippier. It ended up working. Uh, but then we go to Mount. Mount has not been having a good tournament. Uh, on the other hand, yeah. Jack Grealish has had around, I think, three assists prior to the final. He had three, maybe even, I think, he had three assists.
0: But he, he had been he had been involved.
1: He had been involved with a lot of England's goals. Um, we saw two of Sterling's goals came from Grealish, and um, and so we saw we saw Grealish was was doing really good, and Southgate just took too long, I think, to sub him in. I think he subbed him in an extra time, was it? Um, Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah, it was extra time. I think that's where Southgate struggled. I think in, in a game like this, uh, you know your team is not going to be one that's going to be dominating possession, especially when you're a team that isn't really a ball-dominant team, right? Mm-hmm. And you're facing a team like Italy with players like Jorginho, Verratti, who can really hold the play and create plays out of nothing, just hold the ball and keep and keep you running. So I think you should be, as a manager, you should, you should be prepared to uh, to play on the counterattack, but not only that, create good enough opportunities to set up your attackers to finalize on those, and that's we lack that up front. I've been saying this since the beginning of the tournament. England have lacked uh, creativity up top, and it ended up showing it in the final. Yeah,
0: um, well, one thing about Mason Mount, well, I completely agree that that he had not he has not been you know having the best tournament he has not been having the best games not performing and maybe it's cuz maybe he's not playing the position that he wants but i mean he plays three back with tuchel um maybe i mean i feel like gareth southgate sort of puts a lot of trust in him and one of the only reasons or one of the reasons that i think Southgate puts him in is because of Mount's defensive work rate because yeah. I feel like he feels much more, you know, calm when he has Colin Phillips, Declan Rice, and Mason Mount, I guess, in that midfield area because he knows that all of them are going to fight for the ball. They're gonna, you know, they're, they're absolute dogs when, when, when they go defensive. But I do want to say, say, for example, you're playing a five-back, which you are. You're playing five-back. And then you, you're playing two defensive midfielders. If you take out Mason Mount and you put in Grealish, I don't feel like you lose. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like you're defensively uh vulnerable. I feel like going up going forward, it'll be much better. And going back, you'll still be defensively rock hard, rock solid. Because those five defenders, or even those three defenders, are absolute machines. They're gonna steal the ball. They're going to do everything correctly. And then those midfielders are going to win the ball. And then up and down, up and down. So I feel like Mason Mount, I guess, should have been taken off a little bit way too early. Like, not way too early. A little bit earlier. Maybe like 60th minute. Because he just yeah. wasn't really showing, you know, his, his his quality. Because Mason Mount is an amazing player. I, I really, really respect him, obviously as i mean as we should maybe all footballers but i really really have a lot of respect for for Mason Mount
1: yeah i i agree and i'm not i'm not here to criticize mount he's i yeah. really like throughout the season i've grown to love him mm-hmm. he's a fantastic player in my opinion but i think this game was just better suited out for for grealish especially uh with uh with the formation that that southgate came out with you know you especially, want yeah. he had him at a "Quote unquote, on paper he had in my left wing, but he had him in uh in a f- more free roaming, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I think a player like Grealish just fits that role perfectly. Yep, and exactly. On a question that has a that has risen from, that has arose from the the English pundits is should Southgate keep his job? Um, that's I'm, hard, I'm, bro. I'm gonna get straight to it. I'm. I think Southgate is an amazing manager. Well, not so amazing, I think he's a good manager, yeah. decent manager. But when you have talent like this, you don't need a decent manager. You need a good, uh, good at least, at least a good manager that can lead this team to good things. You know, if, if he's just, you, England have never had a manager that just really goes out with his team. They, they've always just been lacking of something. They've always had just mid-managers, managers that are not, like, top-tier, world-class. Like, let's say, mm-hmm. like Luis Enrique or Mantini, you know. Proven Joachim Low, you know, proven managers, managers that can really lead a team to something instead of just playing, uh, uh, such a scared football. I don't know. It's just this team is not convincing at all. Southgate, yes, he gets results, but they're very unconvincing. And honestly, his ways to the World Cup semi final and a Euro final have not been the hardest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I just really don't see. Like, I think, I think England are gonna keep him, but I think if they wanna win next year's tournament which they can they need mm-hmm. to get rid of Southgate and bring in someone with experience and someone that's not afraid to lead the team and and be more bold with uh, with the teams they pick and the lineups for the, depending on the game yeah it's definitely true that Southgate is not
0: a world-class manager we've we've all seen that and we're not saying he's a terrible manager obviously not if he's in the England job it's for a reason mm-hmm. he is a decent manager but a decent manager cannot win something with a great team. It it should be a decent team can win something with a great manager. And, look, this is an amazing team. The, the talent all around. There's players that are, that are super experienced, while there's players that are super young with a bright, bright future. And Southgate, I feel like is not the player to, I guess, move this team forward into a winning phase, into a – Into a glory days sort of situation. Because like you said. In the past two tournaments. What have been the real. I guess competitors. Against England. Or real tough opponents against England. Let's see. Italy which they lost. Germany which they won. And probably the most convincing game. Out of the World Cup. And the the Euros. The only one I'd say.
1: And then after that, that.
0: Let's think. Panama in 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 the group, uh, Tunisia in the group, Belgium in the group. But in in that in that game, England used their B team because they had already qualified. Then you have Sweden, Switzerland.
1: Wait, yeah, Switzerland, right? No, Sweden. No, wasn't it? Was it Sweden or Ukraine? Wasn't it? Oh no, we're oh, talking wait. about group stage. No, uh, say- I was talking about the World Cup. The World Cup. Oh, World Cup, my man. I was thinking Euros.
0: Um, I I know they played Sweden, hundred percent. I
1: think so. I'll look at it right now. You keep going. I'll tell you right now.
0: And, and then they they got uh against Croatia in the semifinals. That yeah. is surprising. That is very surprising because if you have maybe like they beat I don't know Belgium like with their actual good team in the knockout round, or they beat Portugal or Spain in that World Cup. Anything like that, you're saying, oh, okay, respect Gareth Southgate. Obviously, knows. But you move on to the Euros. You have, I want to say an easy group because it's not. But you're expected to come out on top, and he did. So respect him for that. But you played Croatia, and you only beat them 1-0 at Wembley. Then you played Scotland. You tied 0-0 in Wembley. So that already is kind of, I don't know, iffy. And then you were playing, I guess, your first and second spot against Czech Republic. And you win 1-0. And you win 1-0, I was going to say unconvincingly, because it was the first half. The first half, everything was perfect. Everything, you know, did, you know, pretty well. Until, you know, he takes out attacking players, puts in defensive players, and it just becomes a defensive uh, mind game, which I understand. You're trying to um, secure the results. First place spot, whatever, that's fine. Then you play, what's it called, Um, Germany. Everybody was looking forward to this game. Everybody doubted you. Everybody said that that you weren't going to pass and whatever, and you have an amazing game. You have, a, you have a really good game, a really solid game attacking and defensively. That's where Hurricane probably played played one of his best games. Then you move on to Ukraine. You you move oh, and sorry, gotta mention Germany, you also play at Wembley. Czech Republic, you also play at Wembley. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Ukraine. It's fine. You play this one away uh away uh from home. But Ukraine came out as a third place spot. You're, you 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 need to be Ukraine. So, we can't be saying, "Oh, he won 4-0. Oh, he's amazing." No, no. You're expected to win 4-0. That is the minimum. Then you move on to Denmark. Denmark with with all the love in our hearts because here in False Nine, we love Denmark. We love Denmark. But realistically, you put both teams to both teams on paper and you look at them. You look England, you look Denmark. Who's supposed to win? Just just out, just, out of players alone, who's supposed to win? With with team depth and all of that, who's supposed to win? England. Easily England. In, easily England. Easily. You're not supposed to go at your time. You're not supposed to win by a, a da, you know debatable penalty. You're, you shouldn't even concede, which was a beautiful goal. Let, let me put that out there. You, sh- you should never concede. You should never concede. And, well, Gareth Salgay had not conceded throughout the whole tournament up to that point, which, giving props, giving props for your defense and everything like that, but you're not really playing somebody that's giving you a headache up top. You're not. It's just the plain truth. And then you get to Italy. Italy is your first big test. Your first big test, and you get that in the final. You go with a trusted formation with trusted players. Everything, you did everything right until you start off in the second half. And you don't change. You don't change your formation, you change anything. And the Italians obviously they they they, they understand what they need to do. Yeah. They understand what they need to do, they have to control the midfield, and they have to cut the circulation between you know full back, center back, midfielder, striker. You can't they, they absolutely cut that off. So in the second half, Paul, I'm gonna ask you something. How many times did you hear Sterling's name,
1: or no, Kane's no. name,
0: going forward? Because yeah, they got the ball
1: and they booted it. There's a point where I, where I was seeing Kane not even pressure at the back; he was just walking between defenders.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And
1: okay, we understand that you're tired.
0: You played a semi-final, hundred twenty minutes it's a before. Final, it's a, it's a Euro final. Uh, sorry, it is a Euro final. That that that's exactly my point. Like you can be as tired as you can be, or anything like that. You have to do this for your country. You can't be walking. For your country because Italy have the same excuse they played 120 minutes versus Spain and yeah sure they got they had one one day extra rest extra rust sorry but you can't put that an excuse you cannot you cannot and Gareth Southgate although he started this game very well he needed to change something and then he made a lot of doubtable questionable decisions yep which okay you bring on Jordan Henderson Okay, that's fine. Declan Rice needed a rest or Calvin Phillips needed a rest. Declan Rice came off. Declan Rice, in my opinion, probably one of the best players in that field. He played really good. He played amazing. And you, you, you put him in for Jordan Henderson, which I'm sorry if you're a Liverpool fan listening to this. He played terrible. He played terrible. Throughout this whole tournament, maybe except Ukraine, which, I mean, it's Ukraine with all due respect. He played terrible. He played terrible. It's obvious that I, I guess he's coming a little bit to I guess uh, an oldish age, but again, I would have kept Declan Rice in, and then you take somebody else out. Or for example, I would not brought in Jude Bellingham, but Jude Bellingham is still an option. Yeah, and then this is this is exactly where where I'm most I guess. I wouldn't say mad, but like, question questioning in Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate's job. Marcus Rashford and Jaren Sancho have come into this final with no confidence. Maybe Jaren Sancho because he oh, played yeah. the full game against Ukraine, but Marcus Rashford, he's come off, he's come on. Sorry, in the last fifteen minutes, ten minutes, he's just he's just been there for a counter attack option, not really there when they had the ball, except for maybe Ukraine. The job was done there. They didn't want more goals, and then you bring them on in the 119th minute just to take a penalty. Which this is also I we can't blame fully uh, the manager because if he asks you, okay, we're gonna take pens, and you're not and you don't feel confident, like Marcus Rashford said in his Instagram post, if you don't feel confident, tell him. Yeah, M- Mister. I don't feel confident. I don't want to take a penalty. Because if not, you're going to build up a lot of a lot of energy, negative energy, and it's going to happen exactly what happens in the game. Yeah. And same thing. A lot of people are blaming Gareth Southgate for picking Buku- Bukioko Saka for the last penalty and not picking, for example, Jack Grealish or Raheem Sterling, which are players from the first team. Yeah, it's fine. Criticize criticize Gareth Southgate for, I guess, not picking Grealish or Sterling. But it's also Sterling and and Grealish's um, duty to speak up. Because, yeah, Grealish said, fine, uh, in Twitter, he said, I want to take one, whatever, whatever. I didn't want to hear you say that. I want to see you take a penalty. I wanted you to speak up. Tell him, I want to take a penalty. This penalty is mine. The last penalty... That you always have to be sure. The third penalty, which I said last, last episode, I'm pretty sure, has to be the most. It's probably the most important penalty to take, apart from maybe the first one. You have to have somebody that has confidence that knows he's going to score in that position, and you can't have a 19-year-old because we love soccer, man. We love soccer. Mm-hmm. You can't have a 19-year-old that he doesn't even take penalties in Arsenal, that you know hasn't taken a penalty in. I don't know, maybe like five months, four months, and then you give him the, the responsibility. You put the whole country on his shoulders. You can't you can't put that pressure on him. You cannot. As, as sure as you may be that, yeah, I'm going right. I'm going right. Once you put that ball in the spot and you're walking back, you're already doubting yourself. You're already doubting yourself. Oh, maybe should I go right? Oh, should I go left? Uh, I feel more comfortable going left. No. And I feel like that's exactly what happened.
1: I only I only have one problem with you said, and that's uh towards the Grealish thing. Um, yes, Grealish said came out said he wanted to take one and that he wanted it, but at the end of the day, it's not his decision. Southgate, if Southgate says Saka's taking it, Saka's taking it. Um, yeah. I don't think we can really put the blame on Grealish. Maybe Sterling, but even then, I want to hear what Sterling has to say if he wanted to take one, if he didn't. Um, but yeah, no, Grealish came out. He said he wanted to take one, if. He told Southgate that, and Southgate still put a Saka over him. That's on Southgate, and no one else but Southgate. It's not on Saka, it's not on Grealish, it's not on Sterling, it's not on Rashford, it's not on Sancho, it's on Southgate. And this loss is on Southgate. Uh, you cannot blame the players. You, you have so much talent going forward. You have players like Sancho, Rashford, and Grealish, and Saka on your bench. You have mm. even Foden. You also have Foden on your bench. And yet, that looks like... yeah. Well, foreign was injured for the final, so he wasn't on the bench. Throughout the whole tournament. I mean yeah, throughout t- the whole tournament. My bad, my bad. Uh, you're good, you're good. <laughs> uh, yet, you somehow managed for your defense to look like what's carrying the team. You get me?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just don't understand how how a team with such talent going forward can create so little opportunities. Be so yeah. Honestly, fuck with me. And also, um, yeah. uncreative. Sorry. And also, the importance of set pieces. Uh, in penalties. That's what costed England the game. What would it have been different if James Ward-Prowse and Mason Greenwood were there? Um, we, having two players like that, like mm. James, well, a player like James Ward-Prowse who can you you know will put the ball behind the net, and even Mason Greenwood who has proven. We, it could have been different, but has proven that he knows how to take a pen a proper pen uh it could have been different you know you wouldn't have to maybe rely on, on a player that hasn't been playing at all and, or and who's also kind of injured in rashford mm-hmm. uh sancho who you know like you said maybe lacked confidence because of the games he hadn't been playing and has only had only played five minutes prior to taking that penalty mm-hmm. and then a 19 year old to take the most supportive pen mm-hmm. uh, so yeah but yeah, I can't really say anything else I just full blame on, on, on Southgate. This loss is on Southgate and no one
0: else. Yeah, it's... Well, one thing I want to go to was the set pieces. I feel like England handled set pieces very well. Um. Yeah, James Ward-Prowse is a free-kick specialist and everything like that. But, I mean, I wouldn't put him in in front of Mount, even though he played about bad tournament. I wouldn't put him in front of Mount, Declan Rice, or Calvin Phillips, considering that midfield had such good balance. I wouldn't put him just for the free kicks, cause Mason Mount can do the job, Luke Shaw can do the job, even Harry Kane can do the job, Sterling can do the job. So and plus I don't think England got a lot of free kicks, you know, close, close to the area or in range for James Ward cross. I feel like they were more free kicks outside for crossing, so Luke Shaw and Mason Mount. Yeah. And I like I at first I, yeah, I was mad that they didn't take him, but if they took him let's be honest considering Southgate and considering the trust he has on players once 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 he trusts them that's it they're they're playing which could be a good thing could be a bad thing but I feel like he would just stay in the bench I feel if you're gonna take him just to stay on the bench I don't know it was kind of if he like for example I would have taken him over Ben white but yeah here you're just yeah you yeah, know I, agree. I, I don't know I feel like he would have he would not have the playing time maybe he deserved. And maybe if you would have taken him for the free kicks, maybe Southgate had already put the trust on Luke Shaw and Mason Mount. I don't know. Things like that.
1: No, yeah, I agree. But I was talking mainly for penalties. Like, maybe mm-hmm. bring him instead of Ben White, who played no role at all. Uh, maybe, you, you know, you bring up James Roplaus and, and tell him straight up, you know what, I have my team. I have the players I want to play. But I'm relying on you for penalties. You know, you're a player. What I, have.
0: I think we lost a little... We have a little connection. error. Um uh, Yeah, I think you cut off the past, I was going to say, like, five seconds.
1: All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, perfect. All right, um, okay, so, obviously, instead of bringing, I was talking about for penalties instead of, you know, like more in-game, mm-hmm. and free kicks or whatever, so for a penalty shootout where you can shut them on five minutes before. Um. Like I was saying, Ben White barely played, you know, so he really played no role in that England team at all. So it really doesn't affect bringing him or not. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you also have two right backs that can play uh in that role already. So I'm I, what I was saying was bring James Ward Prowse as in um a as a player, and you tell him straight up from the beginning, you know what? I have my team. This is the team I want to play. I'm going to play, and I mm-hmm. trust. I have trust in these players. I don't really rely on you as a player on the field, but I rely on you and as a penalty taker for when we get the penalty shootouts. And that's what I want to have you as. In. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been an option, especially since Southgate doesn't utilize subs that much. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. One question I was gonna ask you—it's not rhetorical. I actually want you to answer this, Paul. <laughs> I want you to answer this. Um. Do you think, if Mason Greenwood would have been in this tournament, you think Gareth Southgate would have played him? Oh no, at no, all. No. Not at all. Mm. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say the same thing as. Clinical, as fast, and, you know, as quality as the player is, I don't feel like Southgate would have played him. So, I mean, I I don't want to say that, you know, lucky for him that he got injured or anything like that, but I it's just like... I I I have about the injury. Yeah, I I feel like he could have gotten the the forward in treatment. Maybe, like, he played, like, one game or two games, and after that, he realized, ah, maybe I'm just not going to play him. And... I feel like I feel like that's one of the things that Southgate actually did pretty well. Like to tell, to tell like Greenwood like sorry. Foden just like man, sorry, you're not playing, you're not playing very good. I'm going to bench you and then yeah, Basically. Huh? Basically just set it to their face. I mean, it's basically the bare minimum, but I mean, I guess he's doing something right. Um, do you want to move on to our Euro predictions? Let's move on. Okay, so if you guys remember, I think like I think it was like the second episode. Yeah, we it was like the second episode. We did a, a lot of predictions for what we thought was gonna be were gonna be the players, like a lot of player predictions. And now we're gonna have to, you know, look back and see see exactly what happened.
1: Wait, one thing I wanna say. Um, Saint. so we obviously made our <laughs> predictions. So yeah, they came out with the winners for but there's not winners for all these categories we did.
0: Oh, yeah. So, Honestly.
1: obviously, we'll talk about the winner if they do have a category. But we, mm-hmm. we'll also mention any other player that could have won it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then also for the players that don't have a category, we'll also mention who we think is the winner or, like, a joint joint winners. You get me? Or any of who could have yep, won yep, it. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Okay.
0: So, your predictions. So, for MVP, I put Kilian Mbappe. <sighs> oh you put Karim Benzema. This was terrible. This was absolutely dreadful. Maybe you not so much, because I mean at the end, Benzema got four goals. But, like if they went through completely or they got at least the semifinals or finals, Karim Benzema would have definitely gotten more goals. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm not.
0: but I mean Mbappe <sighs> bro. <It's> dreadful. <gasps> oh this whole tournament. And he's, and he's going to be the FIFA 22 star cover, man.
1: I don't know why. Why do they repeat? I hate repeat when they repeat. Yeah, they need to bring in Jude Bellingham with that beautiful, Dude, that beautiful, was, beautiful that picture. Is so beautiful. Oh, my. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? What are you I'm going to print. Actually, I, I don't even think I'm getting the physical copy. But I, I like getting so. physical copies. <laughs> so if I do, what I'll end up doing is I'll I'll print out the cover of the Jude Bellingham one and just shove it into my disc. Or Not into the disc, but into the cover. The into case, the cover, you know? yeah. The case, the case. Um, yo, do you have anything to say about Benzema? Um, you know, Benzema obviously, he's scoring the goals. I don't think he had that good of a tournament either. I don't think the majority of the French team had a good tournament at all. Yeah, definitely. uh, pretty disappointing. Oh, wait, you know, I was thinking of something I forgot to mention about England. Um, you know, what would be a crazy replacement for Southgate? What, see then. I was gonna, I was,
0: I was gonna say that because I feel like I, I think they came out with like a report that Deschamps was gonna stay to the, to the World Cup. Yeah. So same example, Sidan comes in.
1: Yeah, because I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think France should get rid of Deschamps. I think he's a good manager. No, he's no, doing yeah. good With France, he, yeah.
0: he, he definitely doesn't deserve to, to,
1: get what's called, to be sacked
0: or leave. Yeah. I don't think he should leave. So Sidan, I was also gonna say maybe oh, this was a little crazy because I don't think he's gonna leave anytime soon. But maybe even Pep Guardiola. Imagine that team with Pep Guardiola. Yeah,
1: yeah but he's not leaving City. He's not leaving. He, he signed a new contract a uh, few uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So we move on and we have a second category. Oh,
1: for MVP, sorry. Oh, wait, we got to talk. Yeah, who won MVP? Who? Yeah.
0: Um, Gianluigi Donnarumma. One, yeah. best play, most valuable player of the tournament. Um, I don't
1: know, bro. It's I'm definitely, it's it. definitely
0: like a good t- twist. Like, yeah. A lot of most most of the time, I, the last year I was Griezmann won it, um, so I, I guess it was like a little, a little nice to I guess switch up, you know, attacking, goalkeeper, defensive, sort of situation. Um, I mean, considering he saved, what was it? He saved two pens. He saved two pens in the final, yeah. and then he saved one pen, or two? No, one pen in the semifinal. He had been keeping a lot of clean sheets. He only conceded, what was it, three goals the whole tournament. Uh, I, think, f- I
1: think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I th- yeah. Goals. No, no, no. Was it three? One against Spain, one against England,
0: and one, one against uh Belgium.
1: Wasn't it one nil? No? or was it two one? No, because oh, yeah, you the, right, right. the penalty. No, yeah, the penalty. Lukaku. You're right.
0: Um, so I mean, I'm. I can't. I can't say I'm mad about it because. It, it it's definitely nice to see goalkeepers getting the recognition they deserve.
1: No, yeah, for sure. This is honestly um a Euro that there's no one clear MVP in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously when you when you think of an MVP, it has to be a player that at least got to the semifinals. Yeah. I find it very hard giving it to a player that couldn't even get to the semifinal. So I think that just makes it so much harder mm-hmm. because I think between uh Spain, Italy. England and and Bel- and Denmark, I don't think any of those four had a uh, one-star player that just shines above the others, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I think it's kind of hard to choose a player. Earlier in the tournament, I would have been thinking of a player like Insigne for Italy, mm-hmm. uh, but now after seeing how the tournament played out, definitely, in my opinion, it's between Chiesa and Donnarumma. Mm-hmm. And <clears> what do we... I, I want to point out, if you go back
0: to, I think maybe the fourth episode, we talked about how Immobile was only scoring, but he wasn't playing good. Yeah. And through, you start in the knockout stages all the way to the final, he was invisible, man. He was yeah. invisible. And so much that they took him out, and he had to place record. He had to place record. So, definitely, I, I think Immobile, <clears throat> I th- a lot of people were saying he was going to have a good, good tournament, the tournament of his life to show that. He truly is, um, you know, world class. Italy's, yeah, world-class, Italy's actual
1: big, big striker,
0: and I feel like he did not live up to that name.
1: You know who else could have uh, won the won The award? Who? Uh, two two shouts. No, still Italy. I don't think, I, I just can't <laughs> give it to any English player, honestly. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jorginho. Jorginho. And yeah. then my one other shout is Locatelli, if he would have played more. Yeah.
0: He, he he definitely after that um it was against ooh, uh not Turk Switzerland 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 yeah after that Switzerland masterclass a lot of people were saying oh he's gonna go to a big club he's gonna play he's gonna be starting and then he just like fell a little short I, I don't know uh, I feel like just, I, I want he to he see never him more he was replaced by Berratti, I think yeah I because Verratti at the beginning he had an injury so. Obviously, yeah. Locatelli took that position, but it would have just been a little nicer to see a little bit more of Locatelli in action, especially if he's going to move to a big club this summer. I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people want to see him yeah. a little bit more. Um, I think he'll get this move, though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Sassuolo is definitely. Sassuolo, as much as they want to keep him, they definitely cannot. They yeah. probably will accept big money. So, yeah. So we move on. To underrated player, so mm. I put, which was probably my best shout throughout this whole Euro prediction, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Gianluigi Donnarumma, that one most valuable player, and then you put Timo Werner. Well, chicos. I feel like it's not even Timo Werner's fault. He didn't really even play. Like yeah, he didn't play at all. He only played against England, which I mean, yeah. considering it, it was probably their. Not another toughest opponent, but I mean, it was it was a hard opponent, and to not play him throughout the whole group stage and just play him in the round of sixteen, I don't know, It felt kind of weird.
1: Yeah, look, I have I have a lot of players here that uh that I'm thinking about. Earlier in the tournament, we we were mentioning Doom Freeze a lot. Uh huh. There's obviously Sumer who had a really good tournament, and mm-hmm. Spinazola, who's also a really good shout. No one really saw him coming.
0: I, and...
1: I, I, that that was my player. Yeah, no, oh, my but... oh, bad. And then, <laughs> but I think, I think, I think you can't give this award to anyone but the joint top goal scorer, which obviously obviously didn't win it because of assist, but, but, uh, five goals uh, for a very, very underrated nation that made it further than a lot of us expected, Patrick Sheik. Yeah,
0: definitely needs to be
1: recognized one way. Yeah, I'm going to see five goals for Czech Republic. They made it to was it no round of sixteen or quarters?
0: Quarters, quarters, because they quarter finals.
1: The Netherlands, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Padraig, that's. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's so what I'm going with.
0: My player. I, so I, I would keep Donnarumma, but once the the more I think about it, I feel like he's not even an underrated player. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's good that I I guess looked at him in a way. I was going to go with Spinazzola. I mean, it was super unfortunate that what happened to him, we obviously um, never expected it to happen. So, like you said, maybe a lot of players should have, you know, been past the run, the, the semifinals. But considering the tournament Spinazzola had, and considering it's not even his, his actual position, because um, in Roma he does play a little bit more forward, sometimes even in a three-back and then considering now that he had a little bit more um, defensive duties, he did very, very well. And um yeah, again, super unfortunate about his injury. He would have definitely helped Italy in the first ninety minutes against Spain and first ninety minutes against England. So it would have been a little bit interesting to see if he would have not gotten injured, kept his spot over Emerson. But yeah, my under under a player is um Spinazola. Good show. So, underperforming player, we both have pretty good choices. They're kind of questionable. Questionable, not, but like debatable. So, I put Harry Kane. And before you guys all start saying, oh, but he scored against Germany or he scored against this, I'll explain. And then you, Paul, you put Romelu Lukaku, which I think also, I good. I feel like, the but for both players, yeah, they, they scored, but I don't feel like they scored in important moments.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Like, yeah. maybe Germany game, say for example, for Hurricane. But at that point, I, I feel like with or without that goal, Germ- England would have still passed. And yeah, he scored, but I don't feel like he played a good tournament. You can score all you want. I don't feel like you played a good tournament. You You didn't show up against Scotland. You didn't show up against Croatia. Didn't even show up against Czech Republic. Yeah, you you start play a little bit better against Germany. We said it before. And then you score against Ukraine, twice, which I mean, it, with all respect, again it's Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Against Denmark, you score a penalty that you missed first. That you scored the rebound. That I guess you played a a little bit better. But in the final, I I just wanted a lot more. So, as an underperforming player, I'm gonna keep Hurricane there.
1: I'm very happy with that, actually. I think we both did good. Yeah, we definitely both did. Good. I think I don't think they underperformed at the level of like Mbappe, but mm-hmm. they definitely definitely didn't perform to the level everyone expected of them.
0: Yeah, we were expecting them to score maybe six goals, seven goals,
1: and well, that's yeah, yeah,
0: show up. Like it, it seems a little bit like I don't know, ah, uh, sort of impossible. But I mean, look at the group. Uh, what's it called look at the group Belgium had so they had Finland, Russia and Denmark which Denmark was probably their toughest opponent yeah. Lukaku should have scored maybe four goals even five goals in that whole group stage and then against Portugal I, I can't blame him against Portugal it was a team game and I mean I'm not going to say anything but maybe contribute a little bit more he obviously I guess I think Portugal I think he had a pretty good game in all yeah and then against Italy. Well, I mean, he scored the penalty. But, I mean, he missed that clear opportunity. Yeah, I don't want to say clear, but, I mean, it was pretty clear. For a for striker of his caliber, he should have scored the one that, like, De Bruyne put it across goal, and then Spinazzola covered, which, oh. I mean, respect. So, yeah, I feel like he should have done a lot more. I agree. Yeah. Then for underperforming team. I, I don't i don't feel like i i feel like I did kind of eh on this one I don't think
1: it's right put? i put Belgium, Belgium. Uh, no nah, they, they had a decent tournament yeah that lots of the winners
0: it's it's definitely yeah it's definitely not not correct but here's here's something that you did put at first I have it here at first you put England we're gonna underperform and then you told me no no Scratch that out. Put the Netherlands in. Yes, lad. And okay. considering...
1: Uh, sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take this one because this ahead. Is yours. No, wait. Okay. Um, so, okay. The obvious in the performance are obviously France. But mm-hmm. Netherlands, I, I think, uh, group they had an amazing group stage. And then all of a sudden, we just see them come crashing down. Yeah, so there's not really much I can say, you know. They just really... They had a good beginning of tournament. They started off really strong. A lot of people expected, expected them to go all the way. They were easily one of the favorites. And then, all of a sudden, just Czech Republic, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It been, I think it would have been different if they had a, a better manager and that red card, that mm-hmm. delete red card wouldn't have happened. But, well, that's football. That's funny. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. I just really don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, yeah they can... The, yeah. the
0: Netherlands definitely should have not taken the board.
1: Yeah, I don't want to keep it. I don't want to make it too long, you know. Uh, but yeah, they 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 have some really good individual performers. You know, why not had a good tournament. The
0: young, the young tournament. had a good
1: tournament. Dumfries had
0: a good tournament. Dumpers, yeah, Depay had a good
1: tournament. And yeah, decent. I'd say decent. They, they right, did decent, good. but I mean, going against the Czech Republic, uh, you are expected to win. Yeah, uh, I don't. Really, I can't really say anything else, you know. Let's try and keep it short. So we can oh yeah to, so, uh, sorry sorry the dark horse. Oh,
0: we we both put denmark
1: and it's probably our best call and yeah they made it semi-final only small nation they make it semi-final i think we hit that spot on
0: yeah then young player was yeah th- this was pretty pretty straightforward young yeah. player of the tournament i put you Felix and you put Jude Bellingham. the only thing that we can say they did not play yeah. simple simple as that okay
1: I One thing, I would have I put Pedri. I was thinking of putting Pedri and Chiesa. I don't know if mm. I mentioned Pedri. Yeah, no, you, you I mentioned, mentioned Chiesa. You mentioned Kiesa But I want to say two things. Pedri, obviously want it, um, but I didn't want to see him Barca biased so I tried to put as least Barca players as I could.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, but you yes, just to listen
1: to your heart, man. And then and then for Chiesa, I didn't put him, and I want to stop for a second, and I'm hearing a lot of people call him a youngster. That man is not a youngster. He's not a youngster. He, he, He's 23. He turns 24 in October. So, this guy is not a youngster. He is – I think youngster – the limit for youngster is 22 at most. I
0: was going to say 23, but, like
1: – I guess. I, I, I think 22 even is a stretch. I think a youngster should be no older than 21. After that, you're, you're, you should be, I yeah. think, considered among the other players. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, so a lot of people were saying, like, yes, a young player of the tournament. I don't feel like he,
1: he is a young player.
0: Because, like, it's sort of like, like, I'll give an example very quickly. So you say, I'm in school. Okay. I'm in school, but I'm 18 years old. And then somebody says, I'm in school, but I'm, you know, 12 years old. You guys take the same test. And the 18-year-old or 18-year-old is, is obviously going to do better. And then the 14-year-old or the 12-year-old, sorry, is not going to do that good. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're yeah. put in the same tournament, in the same, I guess, test. And obviously, an older player is going to do better than an actual younger player. So, yeah. I feel like that's exactly what what happened here. Then, top goal scorer. Man, I also put Kylian Mbappé, bro. What am I What am I put I doing up, Benzema, right? Yeah, you put Benzema. Um, yeah. Hey, he was close. Yeah, but Benzema, I, I want to say this again. I feel like Benzema would have scored more if they if they got through. Yeah, for sure. And then I mean, Kylian Mbappe. There's nothing to say
1: there. Um, just <sighs> dude, honestly, I don't think I don't think I know Ronaldo won it, but I don't think he he. I, I, I wish you don't know how bad I wish Sheikh would have gotten that. Yeah, that, that, it, uh... I, it would, I feel like
0: it. it would have been like a lot, um, a lot more. I guess iconic if Sheikh won it. Yeah. Then, top assists, we also did pretty pretty iffy here. I put Bernardo Silva, which we all know how Portugal did and how the Prem players in the Portugal team did. Yeah. And then you put Antoine. So you got like one assist, right? You got one assist and one goal, which I was, I was going to say something. If you go back to the episode where we did these predictions, I called Bruno. I said Bruno was not going to have a good tournament. And look at this, man. <laughs> look at this. Look Look what happened. Look what happened in this tournament. Absolute fur. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then uh, we move on. If you want, we'll do this very quickly. Yes. We'll move on to our team of the tournament. So yep. what I did, I think you were to call... Paul, you did it a little bit differently.
1: Yeah.
0: I put, so I put 11 players in my starting 11. And then I put six players in my bench. Mm. So yeah, what you did oh. I, I, was that you put honorable mentions. So like, sort of like 22 players in the starting 11. Sort of, sort of, sort of. Yeah. And then some honorable mentions. So like the bench. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start off or do you want me to start off? Yeah, mine's a little bit
1: longer, so you could go first.
0: Awesome. Okay, so for the goalkeeper position, I put Gianluigi Donnarumma.
1: Left back, back left
0: back I put Luke Shaw. Left-center back Harry Maguire. Right-center back Leonardo Bonucci, which it was really hard to yeah. to pick between Bonucci and Chiellini because they were both amazing, but considering he got that last goal, uh, well, he got that goal against England. I, I, that was that was it. I was, I was gonna put him then right back. I put Joachim Mela. Uh, center mids, Pierre Emile Hoiberg, Calvin Phillips, and Pedro Gonzalez. Then up front, Raheem Sterling, Patrick Schick, and Cristiano Ronaldo. For the bench, put I picked Jordan Pickford, which won the Golden Glove. So it was it was basically be, between him and Donnarumma. But yep. since Donnarumma won the tournament, I had to start him. Then Leonardo Spinazzola. Luke Shaw definitely was going to be first in my books. Then Thorgan Hazard. Ooh. I put Thorgan Hazard simply because he was playing a posi- He was playing left wing back. Yeah, I guess. And, and it was sort of like a position he's not used to. So I respect him for the work that he did. And he played pretty good there. So, yeah, Thorgan Hazard's there. Then Federico Chiesa. Um wait, sorry, no. Before that, Sergio Busquets. Mm-hmm. Sergio Busquets and then Federico Kiesa. So I'm very I'm happy good. with that team the tournament. Um they definitely proved that they should have been there. Yeah. Uh and one thing that, that I did want to put that I didn't obviously I could only put two goalkeepers. I wanted to put Unai Simon.
1: Considering, oh, all, you know. Me too, bro. When I was between my two goalkeepers, I was thinking of putting in Unai too. Yeah. All right, laddie, Uh, go on. So, my list consists of basically 11 players, but... Okay, so there's my 11 main players, but then there's a slash, and it's the second player in that position that I think could have easily replaced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, won it or replaced the the player. And then as well as I put honorable honorable mentions for a forward, a midfield, a defender, and a goalkeeper. So, I'll start off with honorable mentions. I go as forward, Insigne. I think I had a good start of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, midfielder Wynaldum and Forsberg. Oh, yeah. Forsberg had a good tournament. Uh, defense, Miley, and goalkeeper, Schmeichel. Okay. All right. So now we go to starting 11. I think the goalkeeper, my main one was obviously Gigi Donnarumma, but then I also have Sumer. Okay. Oh, uh, Yeah. He definitely has to be up there. Yeah. He had a good tournament. Then left back, I have as my main one, Spinazola, but as well, I also have Shaw as my second now center back this first center back position I gave it uh, to the first player because uh, simply because he got to the final so it was between Maguire and Laporte I think Laporte had a good tournament for Spain yeah get a little bit of bias in there but I tried to put my bias aside and put Maguire first
0: uh, Maguire definitely had an amazing tournament
1: yeah he got sure. it then secondly I had I kind of struggled with the same thing Chiellini Bonucci but I went with my gut and I went Chiellini over Bonucci okay right back um, I, in my opinion, there's no other option but him. Doom Freeze, and then okay. Filicueta, who I believe had a really underrated tournament. Yeah. First thing Sh- he, he definitely in.
0: should have started. In my opinion, the first two games.
1: Yeah, he he started at, then the third game and Luis Enrique didn't look back. Mm-hmm. CDM, a lo- maybe a little bit biased, but I don't care. He was really good. <laughs> Busquets and then Jorginho. Okay. Left center mid, eh uh, Pedri, and then after him the young who I think was also very underrated this tournament and people are overlooking his performances. Yeah. Right center-made, Pogba and Shaka. Mm-hmm. Mm. Left wing, Chiesa and Ronaldo. Right wing, Sterling and Damsgaard. And striker, Sheik and Dolberg.
0: Very, very complete, I would say. One thing I do have to say, um, do you think Switzerland would have beat Spain if Shaka was playing,
1: because nah. obviously
0: Shaka wasn't playing because of because of a um, accumulation of oh, yellows. Yeah. Oh, was it that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Some guy in the, the commentator had said it was injury.
0: No, no, no. It was because because he because he got too many yellow cards, so he had a suspension game. I had which... heard that the Euros was two yellow cards and you missed the next game. Um. Ah. Uh... I don't know. I, I I do know that after the quarterfinals it resets, so that's oh, why okay. players like Declan Rice or like Foden, I guess, they they didn't have to worry about yellows. But definitely, it would have been a, a a pretty different game in my opinion against Spain if Shaka started or even played. But I don't know. Shaka played amazing against France. You gotta say played it. amazing. So did Pogba. Yeah. I mean, not against yeah. France, Pogba, but against Switzerland. And pretty complete tournament. Okay, yep. so, um, now that we're finished with our teams, now that we're finished with our teams, Paul, who was the manager of the tournament? I think we can both agree on this.
1: Um, Obviously, Mancini, but, but, mm. but, I want to make yeah. a shout. So, I think the obvious one is Mancini, but I want to shout out the goal. Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique. Of course. You know, we gotta we got to gotta show love. I think Luis Enrique was really good. Made some really bold predictions. Proved us wrong on multiple occasions. And I think I think he was a really good manager this tournament. I think definitely the second best up to Mancini. And even then, like, when he matched up against Mancini, Mancini he, has, he had Mancini, uh, you know, tied up against the wall. So, gotta give him props. Yeah. Too. So, I also put Mancini. But my
0: second, I guess, honorable mention was Ka- Kasper Hilman the Denmark coach, which oh. yeah, you, I gotta say he did pretty well. He cool. lost his first two games, won his third in very convincing fashion against the Russians. And I, considering we love Denmark over here, um how to how to get him a shout.
1: Definitely had to give him a shout. You know you know who who's also a good shout? Who who also looks like a promising managerial um uh, mastermind? Mm. Shevchenko
0: Oh yeah. We, we we mentioned this, I think in, in yeah, the past episodes. We, we did. That Shefchenko is a pretty underrated, pretty um pretty class manager.
1: Good um, tactics.
0: If maybe like sit, you could he could go to maybe like a mid table club, maybe the Prem, something like that. It yeah. wouldn't do him bad. I mean if he really wants to pursue this manager career, it wouldn't be bad.
1: I would love That's- to see him in the Prem. I don't watch too much Aston Villa, but imagine Shevchenko at Aston Villa. I don't even. Good. I don't even know that's a good match, but the, the Aston Villa have a good team. Yeah, and I don't know. Shevchenko just looks like a manager that can, like a Lester Lester Ranieri type thing. Yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: So, we got to this is this was such a hard decision. Goal of the tournament. Ooh. Um. Do you have it, or do you want me to go first? I have
1: no. Yeah, you go.
0: Okay, so I put, so I had a lot of options here. I could have maybe put, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hick versus Scotland. Yeah. Or put, I don't even know. Like, uh, well, whatever. Point is that there was a lot of, to choose from. Right now, they're yeah. not in my head. But I put Paul Pogba versus Switzerland. What a goal that was! What oh, a goal! Yeah, it would have been nicer if they won, but sucks. It yeah, true. Um, uh, one of my not honorable mentions, but one of the ones that I did think about about putting was Benzema versus Switzerland. The first goal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Paul, do you have it?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, Ronaldo's bad. penalty against Nongjing. Jeez. Uh um obviously I was thinking about Sheik, but then I'ma go I'ma go with the only free kick scored in the tournament. Damn Scott! Damn Scott to go against England.
0: And by the way, guys, check out our TikTok where we made a cool, very cool edit that only got like 10 likes. <laughs> so yeah, go check that out. Um yeah, Damascard was absolutely amazing for Denmark, this tournament. Yeah. We mentioned that that he's going to be an underrated player for his age. That's for sure. Then assist of the tournament. This one was very hard as well.
1: Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Pogba versus Germany? Mm, yeah. Or, yeah, versus Germany. Yeah, I'm definitely going to count
0: that in assist. I mean... They don't? I mean, no, because since it's since it's an ongo since it's an ongo ah uh, no but you it's hard you to can def- you assist. can def- no no you can definitely count it no I, you can leave it like you, i mean considering it was it was going to i mean he started that play you can keep it i mean
1: yeah and then I'll i go, put you know what is actually you know what a sis I'll go for which one Sterling's flop which assisted kane's rebound goal penalty
0: I was gonna go Sarabia's okay. shot that Dubrovka, you know. Oh no. Pushed in. <laughs> oh my. Um no, but my sense of the tournament was Jaquim Mela to uh Dolberg against the Czech Republic. Okay. Beautiful outside the foot. Then game of the tournament, Paul. This one was hard. This one was really, really hard for me.
1: I put uh, Spain versus Croatia. Yeah, I was yeah, exact one. Yeah, I can't uh, too many I emotions, game. bro. Too that, that many emotions so good. I don't know if it was because we were actually going for Spain and we actually had a team. But I am no like yeah. I, I game was good.
0: it it's definitely like we're going for Spain. We're obviously like extra extra worried or extra extra like motivated, I guess. Yeah. But even as a football fan, like as a football fan, it's a three three game. Like they scored two goals in the eightieth in the eightieth minute, like above that. Then this you scored two goals in the hundred and something minute.
1: Bro, it was just filled with emotion but I was just so happy. Yeah, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a separate game. Just because just so we differentiate. You know? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so we got two great two of the best games, possibly t- the two best games of the tournament on the same day. In the same day. France, Switzerland, mm. man, what again. So First, we start off, just, it was crazy. We see Switzerland go up 1-0, then get a possible penalty to go up 2-0. They miss. France scores two quick goals to get the lead. Then, all of a sudden, Pogba scores a banger. And then, all of a sudden, you see Switzerland score two goals. And then, not only that, but now you're in extra time. And they stayed the same, right?
0: Mm, Yeah. It
1: was was pretty intense, you know. In contradiction to the Spain-Croatia one, we saw Spain come out and score two goals. And then have ten, or ten, 10 minutes to spare, right? After already having scored. But not not this game. Because you know what we saw this game? We saw him tie. They went to penalties. And in mm. penalties, we saw the upset. So I think that's what made it a little bit better. So I'll go with France, Switzerland.
0: Very, very good option. You
1: know, also, I think what I feel like
0: it was kind of, not unfair, but like, it sort of affected uh, France. Bro, they had so many injuries. Yeah. Well, not so many, but like for example, Kingsley Coman that was playing amazing. Kingsley Coman was playing amazing. He got injured. Dembélé obviously got injured. Um, I heard that Griezmann was playing with a knock on his right leg. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's definitely not an excuse because oh, considering the squad depth that they had.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But begs the question: Would they have gone further without? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know it's interesting it's um yeah I mean do you have anything else
1: to like put? because I
0: mean I didn't write anything else but that
1: um no not really just it, it was a really good tournament uh started off pretty well we said mm-hmm. it was uh I remember I had said that it was it was decent but then the group knockout... stages are always like sort of hard yeah I, I, I get really bored with the group stages to be honest yeah, I can't even lie. It's just so many games, so many teams that I'm not even that interested in watching. Yeah, um, but but it was interesting either way. Uh, the knockout stages did not fall short of exciting.
0: Mm.
1: Sadly, Spain didn't win, but you know they had a good tournament. They had a good run.
0: Yeah,
1: we we had definitely. I think we were also a, we can be considered an underrated team. Yeah, you could. I mean, two. yeah, uh, most no people weren't expecting them, them to to go past the round of sixteen. Not only that, but dominate Italy <laughs> completely. Yeah. And have them on their knees.
0: Yeah, man. Italy... I feel like they get really lucky sometimes. Yeah. Very lucky sometimes. But, I mean, we can't be salty over here, Paul. We have to accept the fact that they won. I'm I'm, so salty. I'm salty, man. But... You just gotta accept. I'm
1: never gonna accept. I'm so salty. All
0: I'm saying is I did not see this many Italians in
1: 2018. (laughs) Oh. We, I gotta mention this I know we haven't talked well actually you know what we'll talk to I'm gonna talk to George about this to see if we can film another epi for Copa America oh I and was gonna mention that right now Messi wins his first ever international well he has, here he has yeah so guys thank you for coming
0: to False 9 Official Podcast <laughs> uh, no, yeah we definitely have to film an episode about the Copa America I mean we could basically talk about the whole Copa America in one because it was very very small yeah, very very quick I agree my and idea. now that the Euros and Copa America is done, we can look at the Cup of Men of the Cup of Gods, yep. the Gold
1: Cup. Uh huh. Yeah. no. Uh,
0: whatever. Didn't he he let that Galvao
1: hold Mexico to a tie? Oh my dude! The commentators were shut up about that game. No, bro.
0: I, I don't want to get salty about this, but bro, you should seen. You should have seen those calls. And Chucky Lozano, bro. My prayers to you, man. I mean, yeah. Every- everything seems that it's okay he's obviously ruled out of the gold cup but bro those referee decisions man it was just very very iffy but whatever we're not here to
1: complain wait, no wait george no i, I okay. i'm sorry about this is for this is for clip on tiktok i'm gonna go bold trinidad tobago will win the tournament and then the edit starts you miss it that's it boom
0: if you can see my face right now <laughs>
1: Dude, there's a team called there's a team I'm actually you know who I'm gonna be rooting for?
0: Suriname? Uh,
1: no, there's a team called Guadalupe. Oh yeah. So you gotta go for La Rosa de Guadalupe. For La Rosa de Guadalupe.
0: <laughs> I was w I was gonna I was gonna root apart from Mexico, I was gonna um root for the for Curuzao. But I mean no, there. they're in the same group, so I can't root for Curuzao. I'm gonna go for Canada. Nah, I, I like the I like Canada's team. Bro I'm not gonna lie. Canada's just like chill, like it's just yeah. like oh, Alfonso Davies is in there.
1: So and Jonathan there. Davis. yeah.
0: But yeah, that's about it. I was gonna say anything else. Um, anything you you want to say, Paul, before we finish this episode off? Pretty much it. Pretty much it. Awesome. So we want to thank you guys for being here. Oh, we, we gotta mention thank you guys. Oh, we know did we mention this last time about the the place the one hundred place? Yeah, we mentioned it last. time. Awesome. So thank you guys for for listening. We obviously appreciate you a lot. Um. Next episode, we will probably talk about Copa America. So I want to say Monday, because Monday we do have something planned. So maybe do you want to do maybe this week?
1: We could do it right after this episode if you want. Bro, I'm hungry. Okay, go eat.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, we will definitely do an episode about Copa America. Yeah. Then we will definitely do. Well, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. We have guests, we have all those, all those things. So just stay tuned. We'll definitely put out more and more and more content. And thank you guys for being here throughout the whole Euros. Because I've been there; it's amazing. And yeah. Yep.
1: Awesome. Uh, take care, guys. Take care.